Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce you to our guest this week, Jo Outram, who is the financial fitness instructor. She's a money mindset coach. She is an also a certified mindset coach as well and a member of the faculty at the Mindset Coach Academy. She's a chartered accountant, so she blends money mindset work with real practical money know-how. And she's also an author of, I think I've lost count of the number of books now, Joe, that you've written. <laughs> but her latest one is called Moneyology and uh, released last year in 2021. So welcome, Joe. Well, thank you, Laura. Yeah. Delighted to be here. Yeah, we always have a lot of fun on these discussions, and I think um, I don't know. Joe, as you know, as you've all just heard, Joe is a chartered accountant, and sometimes I feel, you know, I don't know if ever you see a police light flashing and you're on the road, you wonder what you've done wrong, or you know, if you've got children, you have to go to the principal's office. Sometimes when I'm chatting to Joe, I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> what can I reveal from the financial perspective, either about my money mindset or my actual finance finances? So, um, yeah, it's always like I remember Joe always says, you know, check your money every day and do all of these things. So I think I turn up a bit like, oops, <laughs> when we chat. I think that's most, yeah, it's like you said with the with the um, the police example. I think it's just a natural a natural thing to do, but. You know, um, for the past 30 odd years dealing with finances, you've kind of like seen it all. Mm. Um, and I think when people are start, even if they're not like in your example, checking their bank account every day, if they're doing it some days, they're doing a lot more than most of the people out there. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? It's um, one, of the, one of the areas I think that people can have a lot of shame around or a lot of guilt around is actually money. You know, there's there's those yes. emotions, aren't there, around money that come up very often for people. Do you find that in your experience? Yeah, um, and often it's not it's not always about the money per se. You know, mm. it could be um, just not generally feeling good enough to, say, be running their business, and that has then a knock-on effect um, around money plus fact the, the stories around money then also have a knock-on effect on them feeling are they you know good enough or are they worthy so it is a vicious cycle that at some point you need to start to break down that cycle if you want to be able to to move forward in your business yeah and you yeah, were so gay and guilt and shame the ones that you met the two emotions that you mentioned there are the two big ones um anger and sadness come into it a lot and fear and there's, mm. there's quite a few emotions that come into to dealing with with money that is often quite a surprise to people um, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, when you start digging in deep. I mean, I think I think that can be said with a lot of mindset work. Mm. I think I don't think you people always appreciate until you actually start doing the work how much emotions play play a role and they do play, as you know, play a huge role. So. Yeah, absolutely. When we think about, you know, obviously you work with all aspects of mindset, you know, beliefs and values around money and emotions around money and history and patterns and habits and all of those things. And I think it's that, you know, it is that whole comprehensive look at someone's relationship with money because it is a relationship with money really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I spent the first part of my career because obviously they don't teach you anything like this when you want to become a, you know, an accountant or a financial mm-hmm. advisor, and I'm, you know, from both qualifications, but they don't teach you anything about this complex relationship that you can have with money. So mm. all we're taught in the practical sense is the mechanics of reporting. But of course, everybody then does it, does it differently. It's quite, it's like a lot of relationships, it is very complex. And mm. I think relationship with money is one of the more complex relationships because we've had it it's a relationship that we've well, I suppose you can say it for all relationships but it's a relationship we've had a lot longer than what we think we've had it because we're bringing things through from previous generations and stories we heard as children about the previous generations and you know it stretches back you know way way back um more than what we first think about it and then yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just a complex web then. Mm. Yeah. And, and then that's what makes it interesting as a mindset mm. coach when you start yeah. <laughs> taking these pieces together and to be able to reassemble them in a in a way that's going to be helpful for somebody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In a way that helps them to understand and have those aha moments and then actually change those habits and behaviour and ultimately change their story and relationship with money so then they can also help their children to have a different relationship and a different story with money if they have children. And so, yeah, very, very powerful. So, you know, you, you made the transition from being a, a chartered accountant and financial advisor into money mindset coaching. Can you tell us a bit about how you came to be where you are today in terms of the work that you do? Um, what do you mean as to why I changed? No, um, not necessarily why. I think you're really very I think that could be a very... journey. Yeah, I think that could be a very brief story. I think that money and I nearly got divorced um, at one point, which kind of made me look at why, well, originally it wasn't why that had happened because I wasn't, you know, totally oblivious to all this mindset work and having a relationship with money. I think the journey started originally as I didn't want it to happen again because I had all the skills. Yes. In the practical sense, what I didn't have was this whole raft of skills that are sat in the background. And I think that's what a lot of what mindset is. It's all the stuff that we that we're not well, we're not consciously aware of. We you know we think that our skills are leading us forward. You know, we can learn a skill, but there's all this stuff going on in the background that we can't see, mm-hmm. that we don't know that's happening. Um, and then once I've discovered that, you know, kept finding little bits of all of these things um as I was doing bits of work with different people then it you know it that's when it became really interested in us there's a lot more to money yeah. than just learning how to put it into a profit and loss account and read and read and be able to read it um yes. which was ultimately it's a good skill to have and every business owner actually needs to be able to read their financials mm. to be able to move forward don't get me wrong but the 
the mindset stuff behind it is far more fascinating, far more complex mm. and is different. Whereas I think it's it's just it's far more interesting. Um, each set of accounts does tell a different story, but each person's mindset t- tells a much deeper story as yes. to, and then you know being okay. able to link. Yeah, yeah, link link things through. Um, yeah, it does get very interesting when you look at somebody's financials and then look at their like their money personality and when you know their backstory and what's going off. Those kind of figures. Then, uh, as an accountant, we can we can read them. As a business owner, you should be able to read them. But I think when you're um, a certified mindset coach who's training money, then those those numbers actually just leap off the page. Yes. Because, and they just tell it. It's it just becomes a fully an, animated like movie. Yes. Um, almost in the depth of which you can get information about what is going on in that business and with that client. So yeah, yeah. so powerful. So that's, why, that's why I love doing this work. Mm. And most um, well, of I still love, I still love doing the you know the practical side um, because my money manic part of my money personality is, is very practical and it's very mm-hmm. much about that. You know, my key money personality is the maverick. But part of the Maverick's personality is loves dealing with complex transactions. And yes. so all of that sorting somebody's money out still interests me, but I wouldn't do it just on its own anymore. Yeah. Because no. to me, it just doesn't tell the full, doesn't tell the full story. Yeah. And I think once you've been opened up to the mindset work, particularly as a coach, then I don't think you would revert back because no. why would you then not have the whole story about somebody? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think your your ability to turn, you know, two-dimensional figures into this three-dimensional story and your curiosity about, you know, those financials was a key thing that then led you to become the exceptional coach that you are in, it's almost like an investigative quality, like a forensic quality of being super curious about, you know, how did that profit and loss statement end up like that? And how is someone behaving around money, doing money, have the habits around money, the beliefs around money that they have? So there's it's a very neat marriage, isn't it, between the two, between the two skills. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I very much very much now believe that, you know, as a business owner, business owner, not only do you need to know the figures, you need to understand, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you need to understand. Um, so part of the you know the coaching work is is also an educational bit because mm-hmm. I think you know the more somebody anybody else can understand how they do things themselves, then they can stop themselves going down the you know making the mistakes and going down the rabbit holes, which sometimes we we do just because mm-hmm. our our just our money mindset takes us in in that route. So mm-hmm. yeah, and what's also interesting I think is that you know people have. People can have struggles with their money mindset, whether they're earning 50K a year or 500,000K a year or, you know, 5 million K a year. How do you find, is there any difference or what do you find are the key things that come up for people at different levels? Yeah, um, to be honest, the only difference is the numbers of Got more zeros. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're just bigger numbers at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. I mean, that in itself does present. Um, yeah, it does present an issue. But when you're in your 
the comfort zone of having you had your salary at 40, 50,000 and maybe you go out and then start a business. And then that's the first barrier, isn't it? To mm. You can earn that kind of money on your own and then take it beyond that. Yes. That's the same. You're... The, the way that you can see what is beyond that is the same kind of distance as to when you get to a million and are going to several million. Yes. Until you get to that million, I mean, you would, you'd think it would be further, but it isn't. It's the same It's the same step. It'll be a different set. It's a different glass ceiling. It's a glass ceiling at the end of the day. Yes. And we just need to break through them one, one at a time. But each glass ceiling, it, it's the same, mm. but different, if that makes sense. Um, the, the same because they are a glass ceiling. Different things will have caused it. Um, mm. Until we get there, we don't we don't know. So you, you, it's an ongoing process, mm. with, you know, with money mindset. Because each time you you get to the next level, and you can see beyond that new comfort zone that you've created for yourself, you've got a new glass ceiling, on, you know, to be able to smash through. So, yeah, the, the work that I do would be the same whether you were going from, you know, to get. To to create that six-figure mindset or multi-six figures to seven figures and, and beyond. Um, in practical terms, I think they're different sets of problems. Mm. Um, but from a lot from the mindset work, the techniques that we would that I would use as a mindset coach are very much the same. I mean, some stories that I see coming up in people that are going to seven figures could be similar stories that people have got holding them back, you know, originally going up from five to six. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are other. I guess there are. There's always a a new with each new level. There's potential new perceived um, risk. There's potential new emotions that come up as well. Potential new beliefs, as you say, those recurring stories. And so all of those things. It's a ongoing mindset work is ongoing. You know, and yeah. I think that this is. People think once you've done it once, that's it. But, you know, as we move through life, really working with our mindset is just what is going to to help us, whether that's in relation to our relationship with our money or relationship with other people or whatever area of life that we're in. So, um, and it's interesting because I think sometimes people see people online who are particularly in the online space, I guess, who you know, are talking about their seven-figure or multi-seven or multi-six-figure months or years and they think that they've made it, you know, they've got there and that there are no challenges. Like once you get there, that's it. Um, but, of mm. course, it's as you're, as you're saying, you know, there, there are new challenges with each level that we need to be, I guess, aware of and, and prepared for. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the, yes. The key is the earlier you can start working on your mm. money mindset on your in your journey. You know, you're uh, in an entrepreneurial journey or or in any career. I mean, it doesn't have to be just entrepreneurial. But um, the earlier you can start working on your money mindset, the easier that journey is going to. You know, the easier it's going to be um, mm. because you're going to have you're automatically getting rid of struggles. But there will be new ones that come up. But you, you just can't foresee. Um, you, yes. You, yeah. Even even with a with, even with a powerful imagination, you know, if you can imagine being a seven figure business owner, mm. you can't fully imagine and deal with all the potential emotions and the problems and you know thoughts and no. strategies that you're going to need dealing with at seven figures. Um, no, absolutely. Until you actually get there. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is wrapped up in our identity as to who we see ourselves as and who we see ourselves becoming and what are the beliefs and values and habits of that person. And, you know, you mentioned imagination and that's obviously very powerful and and you've recently created a mindset toolkit about upgrading the power of your imagination. Can you tell me why you believe you that using your imagination really helps with mindset work? Um, I think a lot of what we what we ask clients to do um, as mindset coaches is you get them to use their imagination. I, yeah. You know, I particularly, <laughs> as as you well uh, know, um, absolutely love like timeline therapy because it is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a technique to help people overcome. Um, their their money blocks their limiting beliefs and uh, and to um get rid of you know, the unwarranted um the negative consequences of, of some of the emotions and all these techniques uh, and we we see we see it a lot as well with people that um that have been working with say law of attraction coaches yes. and we're asking them to visualize well visualization to me is just like the marketing term for imagination because that's ultimately yes well, what it is, what we're asking people to do when we're asking people to visualize when we're asking people to go on a journey and just imagine what something's going to be like we're mm. asking them to use their imagination mm. that in itself creates a, a limiting belief because we've been told particularly if you're a dreamer like me you yeah. were told as a kid stop daydreaming what we're doing daydreaming you know get something practical done and you were you kind of then get out of it um mm. and i see a lot of people that have that as a has a kind of limiting belief that's mm. sat there. And it's not what we're actually wanting to address. We're wanting to address a whole host of other things. Mm. But what they've got sat in there in the background is this belief that they shouldn't be using their imagination, mm. or shouldn't be using it, you know, because they, they're they not consciously aware of they shouldn't be using it. Um, as with a lot of um, beliefs, we're not consciously aware that they're running in the background. And we've had it dumbed down um, mm. Yeah, yes, because yes, we're still using it. We never stop actually using our imagination, but we've be you know we've dumbed it down as we've gone from childhood to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to be able to do is to ramp it back up because once we can mm-hmm. start using that power, it makes a lot of the things that we want to do to imagine moving forward, whether we're doing law of attraction type work or minds any kind of mindset work where we want to visualize so like for my clients I want them to be able to really feel and see what it would be like to be that next step um whatever that next step is whether it's six figures multi six figures seven figures we need to be able to step into that person's shoes and we can do that we don't even have to leave you know our our home to be able to do it because we can do it with the power of imagination if we build up that power Mm -hmm. of imagination and the first part of that is realizing that we've had this power and we've kind of like lost it it's a muscle that's just untrained Mm -hmm. and we just need to be able to retrain it reconnect with our imagination and then it makes the whole host of work that we want to do whether that's manifesting or doing other um some mindset work it makes it a whole lot easier when we can really tap into our imagination with all this visualization stuff that we can be doing so Absolutely. And let it go free without that voice that says, oh, that's not possible for you. Well, that's never going to happen. Exactly. You know, with that editor (laughs) in our minds um, to be able to let that flow. So that's fascinating. And I think, 
you know, tapping into the power of imagination, the unconscious mind doesn't know reality from what we're daydreaming. Um, it's how all ideas have come into fruition. If you can dream it, you can do it. We've heard that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's true, every single thing started with ideas, started with imagination, started with people, you know, thinking about what if something was different or what if they could do something or what if there was something that could do this thing. That's how inventions are created. Um, and often it is just that barrier, isn't it, between allowing ourselves to think big and not diluting it and not thinking, oh, that's too big a goal or that's too big a vision or too big a, an outcome that I want to achieve. It's not possible for me. So, um, yeah, incredible just to be able to let that happen. And so you've got um, you've got a mindset toolkit available. We'll put a link into um, into this in below this episode for uh, the imagination toolkit for up- upgrading your mindset. What what's one tip that you can give people to flex their imagination muscle? What's one thing people can be doing to do that if they wanted to start doing that today? Obviously, they're going to download your your guide. I think a great exercise. I mean, people can do, and they can do it over the um, over thirty over thirty days. Um, is start to write, but write only write write story. Hmm. Um, so this is about just creating that, um, allowing your muscle, uh, your imagination to go, but only write a line a day. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, and it, it, that's quite difficult in writing just a line to make it something mm-hmm. really exciting. So you really start having to use a muscle. It's like anything in training. Um, it doesn't, it's like when you go to the gym, you think, well, why, why would I be doing, why would I be doing that, you know, repetitive repetitively and this is the same kind of thing with your imagination just do doing things like that mm. or just taking even or just taking 10 minutes a day just to sit and um just just see where your imagination goes I do like that as an exercise but some people also find that difficult as, as in well mm. where would my mind go so I think something like writing a story Mm. about any it can be about anything but just writing one line a day that's to be something really interesting just writing one sentence really helps yes because you've really got to start to tap into that imagination to get that muscle working as to what am I gonna what am I gonna write yeah um and it's one of those things that until you actually do it it probably you're probably thinking well how's that uh, how's that actually help but again it's about just about building that muscle yeah about repetition and, and keeping doing it, as you say, so that you're you know, building that up and that you can be creative without editing yourself as well. That you can yeah, and, and then each day, and as, you get, as you get further into that 30 days, you, yes, you've got something to read, but you to, to write the next, so the first few days it, it is very, you know, I guess mechanical in the way that you're doing it. But once you've done a few days, yes, you can read your previous few days with the of lines, but to write the next line, you've really actually got to then tap into that story mm. at a feeling level, you know, in your imagination. And then that's how over the 30 days, then you build up that power mm-hmm. to be able to write the next line and the next line. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was reading that someone in the UK, a couple in the UK, just recently won 186, I think it was, million on the Euro Millions lottery. 
And I know that sometimes what a game a lot of people like to play is what would you do if you won the lottery? You know, what would you what would you buy with money? Um, you know, what happened if you had a million or you had two million or 20 million or whatever? Um, and the interesting about that activity, and I'm sure listeners that you've perhaps all done that, just bought a lottery ticket and thought, what am I going to do with the money? Um, and the interesting thing actually about that exercise, which again involves using your imagination, is that when you cost it out and when you work it out, a lot of the things that people want when they win the lottery, they could actually, they could actually have them anyway. They could actually, you know, make them a reality. But for some reason, they're only using their imagination in the context of if I win this money or if this money comes to me, this is then what's possible. Rather than I can create a business, I can build, you know, my own personal wealth such that if I want to do X, I can. You know, if I want to have a cleaner, if I want to have someone to cook my meals, if I want to take a trip to this hotel or if I want to buy that house, you know. So it's it's interesting, isn't it, how some of those things that people imagine could be possible actually are possible, but they don't take the time to sit down and work it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done that exercise with a few people um, over the years where we crossed out when they they put together their um, definition of what would you know financial freedom kind of look like for them, and obviously when you work with them three years late, you know over a course of a period of years as they keep coming back or as they you know move forward to different levels, that view change because they go along their journey and they start <laughs> achieving things, and then they can see that more more is is possible. But one of the things that I get people to do um, often is when they're doing that exercise of well, what do I want in financial freedom? It's like, yeah, but how much does it cost? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and actually, you know, it's like owning, you know, say um, a property in, you know, a holiday home in Spain. Oh, yeah. Well, why do you want it? Well, I want to spend three, you know, two months in the summer every year in this. One. Well, how much does it cost to actually rent that? Yes. And can you organize your work so that you can be out there and doing it? And then all of a sudden, some of these things that, seem to be in that far off space of financial freedom that I will get one day becomes really practical yes, and it's something that, that they example. can actually start living mm. it now yeah. um yeah and I think and often yeah often people will think there's only one way to get something like if exactly. I want to spend summers in Spain I have to buy a house well actually no you could go onto Airbnb or you could go onto a, a website and rent a place and spend too much. Yes, because exactly. We think we want to own a property, in that example, a property in Spain, but do we want to own a property in Spain or do we want to be able to live the lifestyle yeah. in Spain <laughs> yeah. that we want to live? You know, yeah. what is the actual, yeah, the actual dream? Yeah. Um, I and that. I think things like this are things that come out once you actually take things out of your head, it can explore it and then give your self permission to then explore it further within in your head. Um, and I think that's what comes out of what comes out of coaching and putting that little bit of practical element to it and yeah and start removing the barriers and even though we know we're mindset coaches not everything is mindset it's sometimes things come down to something practical and you get something practical done and then it's like well now let's work on the mindset to make sure that that can happen now you know what the practical step is so ultimately yeah it does always come back to mindset but you need to put these practical elements in as well 
Yeah, absolutely. And we need to, I mean, what mindset work does, of course, is help to identify the practical things that need to be done and any beliefs about doing the practical things or any procrastination strategies from doing the practical things. So it's sort of, it's quite enmeshed, isn't it? I just love it. I mean, I just love the relationship between, you know, mindset and money, mindset and love, mindset and relationships mindset and success anything really is just so it's just yes. so powerful and and I guess you know you talk about the power of imagination when it comes to money mindset and financial freedom and abundance and that really does apply doesn't it across all areas of someone's life so you know for those of you listening do download um Joe's guide there because um I know that there will be some great practical tips that you can use that will really resonate with you and, and really help you to develop that imagination imagination muscle. So is there anything that you, before we wrap up, is there is there a one sort of tip that you would give people around money mindset? I know it's such a vast topic, isn't it, when we think about money mindset and the stories we tell ourselves and our habits and behaviours and how we feel about money. But What's one thing that you would offer our listeners, Joe, about their money mindset that would help them? One tip that you could give them? Well, I think you know what the answer to this is because you've kind of already um, alluded to it earlier. Is in practical terms, we need to start creating some good money habits because mm-hmm. like our money habits form a lot of our our mindset. So the first is to make sure that you're actually dealing with your money mm-hmm. um, because that is a belief that holds if you can look at your bank account and I know this sounds really simple but as you know it's not always as simple as (laughs) when I say look at your bank account every day Um, but when you can start to look at your bank account each and every day and get into that habit you are then giving yourself permission to deal with money Yes. A lot of people stall on dealing with their money mindset because they have the belief that they're no good with money, that mm. they you know it's something out of their control and they'll never be good with money or they're not good with math. And I think if you can start to prove to yourself that you can start taking control, you can start understanding what's going on with your money, then that opens the doors to allow you to actually go and do the work that needs to be done. And that all starts off with that very simple task of just opening up your bank account each and every day, whether that's on your laptop or, you know, get the app on your phone um, and just checking your bank account. And you're also starting to deal with the fear Mm. around dealing with money. And, yeah, it just just opens the doors for yourself um, to give yourself permission to go off and do all this yeah, all the work that you then, yeah, they need to do. Um, yeah, yeah. It, and it seems very simple, but like you know, um, I it's say not it's not as easy. Simple, just <laughs> the next thirty days, not as simple as that. No, you can build a habit. So that's that's a great tip. Yeah, be really conscious of what's in your in your bank account. Start paying attention to your money, showing it a bit of love. And look, do yourselves a favour and go and grab a copy of Joe's book, Moneyology. We will pop a link into that as well. Moneyology is both a practical guide 
um, to looking at your finances as well as a money mindset guide as well. So she mingles those two topics absolutely brilliantly. So it's called Moneyology by Joe Outram. Joe, thank you. It's been an absolute delight and a pleasure to be chatting with you yeah. today. Um, you. And- you know, I always welcome the chance to talk about money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. So thank you so much. And um, we'll have Joe back on the show again uh, soon, I'm sure. And please do, if you have any money mindset questions, pop them in. Um, if there is anything specific that you want Joe to talk about, um, I'm happy to have her back as a guest. You can always contact me uh, on Instagram at Mindset Coach Academy, or you can email me, Lara at mindsetcoachacademy.com. So thank you, Joe. Thank you. This week's adventure for 52 Adventures to Change Your Life is actually about being creative and creating an artwork. So this speaks to, I guess, a little bit about what Joe was talking about with us flexing our imagination muscles. So what I want you to do is I want you to create an artwork that you can hang in your home. You can paint it. You can do a collage. You can do absolutely anything. You could even grab some photos and hang them up in a frame. Whatever you like, there are so many different opportunities and ways that you can express yourself through art. Now, there are no rules for this um, adventure at all. Whatever your artwork is, you could paint a mug, you could paint card, you could make a collage, you can go to the craft shop, you can go to Hobbycraft or the range or wherever it is you get your craft supplies from, you can buy a canvas create something, spend time immersing yourself in a creative pursuit. And I'd really love to see some photos of what you've created. You can post those up in the Mindset Coach Collective group on Facebook. Um, Or of course, you can always send them through to me, Lara at mindsetcoachacademy.com. Enjoy this creative adventure and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.